This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Our final Odds Couple of 2022, year end, and we got a lot to talk about. We'll do the best uh, we can to work through a loaded board week 17 in the NFL and some important bowl games, really the two most important on Saturday, the semifinal games. It is great to be back, Mikey. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year to you, Carm. It's really great to talk to you. Hope you had a good time out there in Mexico. And uh, uh, also, uh, Randy, good to talk to him. Uh, we had a good week last week. Randy goes 2-1. and one. Nice. I go 2-2. Two and two. Bowling Green was the team that disappointed me, but I can't fault New Mexico State. That kid played out of his mind, a quarterback for, for New Mexico State. So I go 2-2. Two and two. We end up 1 over 500. In your absence, uh, we got, uh, I'll have three bowl games. I got two pro games. Oof. Come Coming up, so I've uh, been busy working, uh, getting it done. Uh, I mean, this is back in the old days. I mean, when I was on, when we were kids, we were on vacation for two weeks. It was watch soap operas with your mother and go to the store and buy your dad cigarettes. There was no football games on like this every day. It's crazy, isn't it? I, I mean, mean, we're every taping day. today on Thursday, which is great because of the holidays, which we did last week. I mean, I'm I'm getting geared up. I mean, I could, you, you bet Minnesota Syracuse, you're down maybe by three thirty. to the odds couple. I know you got a couple of bowl games already. You got a Thursday night football game, although it's not all that uh, sexy. The Cowboys no. and the Titans with garbage. Just, it's garbageio, Mike. I mean, it yeah. really is. Uh, there's yeah. nobody playing in this Tennessee game. They're just trying to get. To, you know, they're limping the next week, which is basically going to be their season. So I don't this know one how doesn't you even can matter. Bet this game. I don't know either. Because because I'm looking at the quarterback, I don't think he's that good for Tennessee. But you know Dallas, everybody's rusting. Uh, you know people are complaining about the wild card now because uh, there's teams that may host. They got to change it. No, you added a wild card team. Right. You decided to go and, and get greedy. Uh, we liked it. I liked it when it was four teams in each conference. People want to expand. Now they're crying. Oh, this team may get in. They're under 500. You didn't know that going in? Well, of course. This is what you get when you expand it. Yeah, you're it right. It takes away all the specialness of what the NFL was. Four and four. I'm against that kind. I like expansion if you want to add teams. But expanding the playoffs, to me, this is a joke. Uh, as far as that, seven teams in each conference, 14. It used to be special. It's weird, too, now with, like, only the one team getting the bye, how these other teams kind of jockey right. and what they're willing to sacrifice. Like, if you know you're sort of out of it and you've got a bigger game for whatever reason next week, how do you play it? Or does next week even matter at all? How do you play it? Like, it's just a weird – there's a lot of games like this weekend. Like everything else, they ruin it. They mm. ruin everything. Like baseball, they ruin it. It's perfect the way it was. You're adding teams. There's greed. It, it, it's a coach extender. It's definitely I mean, greed. I mean, I, I agree with that. Like, and I, it's a coach extender, Karen, because if you're that seventh card well, team, yeah. the wild card, yeah. you may be under 500, but you made it, so you're not going to get fired. Well, it was like the Bears in the COVID year. You know, like, well, we made the playoffs, but, yeah, you added a team. They were right. well, You were 8-8, eight and eight, you, you know, and it's, it's like, garbage, so let's, like bring, let's bring back Nagy uh, and, and Pace for 2021, you know? It's like, well, why? Because you were a playoff team? Well, that's added, why I you know? get a kick out of the, uh, the Hackett firing. I mean, he deserved to be fired. Russell Wilson has been – I've never thought Russell Wilson would ever play this bad. Mm. But Hackett got fired while you're gone. There's a difference between being associated with a great quarterback and actually 
helping develop a quarterback. Yeah. Hackett was a nepotism guy from with his father, and he used to get coffee for Aaron Rodgers. He didn't even call the plays. I mean, LaFleur is the guy that called the plays on that football team, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, come on. And now now I hear somebody say the other day, Eric Bieniemy. Oh, we yeah. want to go down that with Nagy again? What did Eric Bieniemy ever do for Mahomes? He doesn't even call the plays. So well, Bieniemy want... does more. He does. I as mean... far as what goes. Well, I think Andy, I, I do think Biennemi calls the plays. I mean, Andy's obviously oh. very heavily involved, but Biennemi at least has a little bit more of a track record than Matt Nagy ever did. I'm Nagy called games right for now. like four, four weeks. He's Byron Leftwich without Brady. Oh, boy. I mean, I would never hire him. I just see what happened to Nagy. Everybody tried to say that he's the guy that helped Mahomes. Get out of here. Mahomes is a once-in-a-lifetime dude, man. He's just unbelievable. Yeah, he's going to probably be MVP. Yeah, I think he is. I mean, he's the heavy. heavy. You know, the Hurts injury missing a couple games is going to set the whole thing back, I think, for Jalen. The the Patrick Mahomes is the heavy favorite now to win They can say whatever they want. If they said, who do you want tomorrow? I'd take Mahomes even if he had a busted arm going uh, going into the offseason. I think I'd take him over just about anybody. Absolutely. I agree with you. Yep. Um, all right. How about Bears and uh, Lions? Is that, you know, this is a huge wow. game for Detroit, obviously. They laid an egg last week. Uh, Dan Campbell said, hey, sometimes it's the best thing. Let's see how we respond after getting kicked in the face. I think this is where Dan Campbell sort of thrives in, in moments like this, mm-hmm. where he can sort of rally those guys and send the message. And, like, they've been a very good home team, uh, especially as of late. Let's face it. They're laying a pretty big number. Lions don't awfully lay these types of numbers. They're going to be a favorite of uh, six or more, it looks like, mm-hmm. for the first time since week eight mm-hmm. of 2019, mm-hmm. against, 2019 Excuse me, against the Giants. It'll be just the eighth time since 2015. 15 that the Lions potentially are laying six points or more. Uh, they're three and four in the previous seven against the spread in this spot. Let me tell you first off, to the people that want Justin Fields to take a game off, are you kidding me? He needs a win. They want to, I, I, I just don't understand why you want to protect somebody who hasn't won you a game in two months. Okay, bottom line is he's got to get better. If he gets hurt, he's got the offseason. Bottom line is... If he was to get hurt, what are we going to miss? He's a great running back. That's what he is. We're not going to win with him as a passer unless unless he wakes up, and that could happen. I mean, he's learning, but you know what? You didn't trade up to learn. You're supposed to already be there, and you're supposed to win. Six of the last eight games, he's had a chance, Carmen, to tie or win on the last possession. When you move up for a guy... This is what I heard about Mitch. You got to produce once, at least win a game from behind, and that's why they want this guy to still play. I hope he's still playing. I mean, He'll come play. on, he will. Uh, next week will be interesting. I, I don't know about next week. I mean, he's certainly playing this week. Well, if everybody else is playing, I don't know why he deserves the day off. I don't. I don't know if they'll play everybody. Well, they almost have no healthy players at this right? point. I mean, I if... mean, but why does Justin Field? Is it his sparkling two and a half months of of, win, of windless uh, uh, weeks? I mean, I don't understand why everybody wants – we're not protecting a guy that's going to the playoffs. We're trying to get him to learn. At this point, I think you're protecting your draft spot if you okay. don't play him. That would be what you're protecting. That's all you're protecting. That's it. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, the bottom line is there, what difference does it make who they take? The history of the Bears tells me that no matter where they're at, no matter how much they're under the cap – and you can yell at me all you want, folks. I've been here. I've done that. I knew this was going to happen, this debacle. We're years away. But it, it, this nonsense that I'm supposed to trust the Chicago Bears, 
with with a hundred million dollars and like nobody else has got money and draft picks. We'll see. But I want to credit the Bears yeah. on one thing. I'm hearing this Kevin Warren. Yes, maybe the big time. Uh, the only detra- uh, detraction I have about him is that he was slow to act on COVID. But who wasn't right? This guy is the guy that propelled the Vikings to get a new stadium. Yeah. He's worked with the NFL. He's worked with the Rams organization, the Vikings. He's the guy that will get the stadium deal done. He's the guy that will be a great president. His resume is staggering. It's so good. It's it uh, terrific. Matter. It's so terrific. I am all for that if they do it. It would be the first time they've actually done something where I said, hmm, pretty good. It'd be a home run. If they get this Arlington thing done and they yep. – He's the guy. Uh, they bring in Kevin Warren. Yeah, I mean, like, then all of a sudden, maybe they're finally transitioning to not what is just an, like an old mom-and-pop run shop, but something much more significant. I agree. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk to Luke Pergandy. Um, yeah, I mean, think about TCU. You know, TCU was 200-1. to 1. Here they are uh, now at the start of the season. Obviously, here they are playing in one of the semifinal games. So we'll talk about some of the tickets at Prop Swap. we got plenty of games to uh, work through, including some big bowl games. So Mike and I will talk about those and some other action in Week 17. And we got a lot of best plays for later on. Mike's loaded. He said he's got a five-pack. So five. we're going to be going nuts, baby. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting warmed up. We are the Odds Couple presented by Prop Swap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000 or stream it on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. New Year's edition, bowl edition. It's Mike and Carmen. We are The Odds Couple presented by Prop Swap. We'll talk to Luke Pergandy in a second. Big New Year's plans, Mike? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nine o'clock. That's the north of New Year. So you celebrate o'clock. like at eight fifty nine. Yeah. yeah, I blow a whistle. Count. I blow a whistle. Hit a hit a pan and blow be a kiss and head to hit the sack. Forget about it. That sounds like Are a New Year special. Me? I love it. Oh God. Uh, we'll be watching bowl games, including TCU. They were two hundred to one when the season started. Yep. Oh my God! And here they are now. Let's bring in one of the founding members of our great presenting sponsor. Uh, make sure you've got that Prop Swap app. PropSwap.com. I sold three tickets in the last, what, like eight weeks on PropSwap and made uh, profit. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Luke Brigandi joins us. Oh, Pele. Hey, guys. How are we doing? What's up, Luke? How What's are you? up, Luke? Happy New Year. Good. How are you? Happy good. New Year as well. Everything's All good. Right, buddy. We're excited for the playoff. Um, yeah. I mean, TCU, you know, it's like a perfect example of where people can – can cash, and I don't know how much volume you guys saw as the season went on, but when they kept, you know, piling up wins again, this was a two hundred to one team when the season started. Luke, totally, yeah. Uh, I mean, yet again, this this happened last year. I mean, and Michigan too. Michigan was a big dog. Michigan was like forty to one odds. Um, here they are knocking on the door, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be a really good game. Both both games, I think, on on Saturday are gonna be fun to watch. Um, so yeah, I got a big Ohio State ticket up for sale. It is odds of four to one. Mm. Uh, they are basically plus three fifty everywhere, so that should sell before the weekend. It'll cost you five hundred bucks, um, but it'll pay almost twenty seven hundred dollars. Awesome! Uh, if Ohio State wins it all, and of course they just have to win the first game uh, for you to be making money on that specific ticket. Yeah, because you know when you look at those games and you're looking at what uh, the teams are coming up, it, it, TCU. I mean, I guess there's people that buy a team like that at the beginning of the year. But I'd like to know from you, 
I mean, it's not like you were deluged with people going, give us TCU. Did anybody right. buy a ticket at Prop Swap at the beginning of the year uh, as far as they're concerned? Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, we've sold lots of TCU tickets, but I agree really, with you, Really, before Mike. the season started, uh, Luke? A few, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, the Texas football is, is big. I, I think they're in a state that is a very popular, um, you know, uh, that people pay attention to college football there. And remember that, you know, there's no sports betting in TCU. Right. Uh, in, in Texas. Texas. So, in Texas, right. Um, you know, with PropSoft is a nice conduit for, mm-hmm. for, you know, obviously tons of gamblers living in the state of Texas. It's just not legalized yet. So, uh, yes, we've definitely sold tickets. But I guess to your point, Mike, Definitely Michigan and Ohio State, way sure. more popular teams, incredibly public um, action on those two teams, both huge dogs at a point in the season. Ohio State, when they lost that Michigan game, their odds were 20-1 to 1 to win the championship. They're now down to plus 350, so tons of profit being made on that team. Yeah, to your credit, too, you're right. I mean, there are people within the state that follow these teams religiously, and oh, yeah. they'll tell you, hey, this team's on the come. This team's ready to yeah. go, so I agree with you. Uh, Luke, uh, we got a million miles to go, it feels like, before uh, we're going to know who definitively is going to be the NBA MVP. But I got to tell you, I'm fascinated by, as we uh, close out the year here, uh, the calendar year, I'm fascinated by this race right now. I mean, you know, we always talk about how Jokic probably won't win a third because the voters just sort of get fatigued. I mean, Michael Jordan never won three. What does that tell you? The last, mm-hmm. the last person to win three straight was uh, Larry Bird in the mid-'80s. And so, that was contrived by the media. The media and even Chicago didn't vote for Michael. Which is weird, but, 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 but it is what it is. I don't think Joker will win a third straight, but he's playing unbelievable basketball. Playing and, great. Embiid. Uh, Luca. I mean, Giannis, like a Tatum. It's a fascinating race right now for MVP. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. I mean, and and KD, right? Like oh, KD. Nets, yeah, look at the Nets. And, and, yeah, yeah, they're red hot. So you know, to me, this feels like Jason Tatum's to lose right now. The Celtics just look incredible with mm-hmm. without their head coach to be. They just look like when him and um and um, Jalen Brown. Gosh, who's uh, yeah, Brown, Jalen yeah. Brown of the Berkeley kid. Uh, when they're when they're on fire, like the Celtics are unbeatable. Yeah. Like, this team just looks incredible. So, um, but I agree. Literally, there are Tatum at plus three forty, Giannis at plus three ninety, Luca plus three ninety, Jokic at five to one, KD eight to one, Embiid ten to one. Like there is so much it's talent incredible. on the top of that MVP board. It is going to be a very, very good race in the uh, second half of the season. Here yeah, I had, I had Arkansas last night, so I lost that oh. by a hook. It oh. came back. Uh, they, the team came back from 25 down. I could only imagine if I had the, nukes, the Knicks on the money line when Luka went off the board. How about and, it? It was unbelievable good it? basketball. But I want to say this. The Joker deserves to win his third. They uh, did a study on the top players. When he's not on the floor, they're 10 points off. They're mm. 10 points Wow, there's 10-point mm-hmm. difference like they, per 100. They're yeah. a different team. They're like a team that might not even make the top eight. Yeah. When he, everybody else, because you got Jalen Brown with Tatum. You know what I mean? you got yeah. players over there, Marcus Smart. A lot of the other teams got pretty good supporting players. They said when, jo- when the Joker's off the court, look out. I, yeah, good. I mean, listen, I don't disagree with any of it. I just think I'd, yeah, be, I I'd be selling them because I just don't think they they want to give it to a player three But is Tatum going to split the vote with this Boston uh, guy, with his Boston teammate and other people? And is he a big enough name, Luke, as far as with uh, uh, the freak and the joker and Luca? Is Tatum uh, in that ilk right now as far as you're concerned? 
Yeah, I mean, I hear that pushback. I guess, you know, the media loves Boston sports, and mm-hmm. I feel like that could work in Tatum Sabres. Obviously, never won, and the Celtics are clearly the best team in the league at this moment. Yeah. So, Although Brooklyn's um, won 10 in a row. Brooklyn looks great right now. For sure, for sure. Yeah. But um, I would say, give you know, KD is, is not a media no. darling. Mm-hmm. He is uh, not very friendly with media members, and Tatum, you know, Duke kid. You know, living in the Northeast now, like I just feel like uh, given a toss-up between their numbers, and KD has the potential to outperform Tatum, of course. Uh, but if they have similar numbers, I feel like they'll go with Tatum. But like I said to start this conversation, like there is so much talent on the top of that leaderboard. Yep. It's going to be incredible to, to finish. But to your point, Mike, uh, we do have a Jokic ticket up for sale. It's the best price in the world. It's odds of plus 485. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he is plus 480 at FanDuel. That's the best number on the board. So it costs you three hundred and forty two bucks and pay two grand nice. on drop stop and obviously why, you can flip why that. Would one month if you the yeah. Why would the three of us jump up? We named Joker the MVP we did. two years ago. Two years ago. ago. We had it when he was we ten had to it one. From the beginning. We had it, you know. Yeah, I'd be buying but I'm with Luke, I'd be buying Tatum yep. tickets and Luca tickets right now. I think that's gonna be ultimately what it comes down to. I think I'd be buying one of those too, but we'll see. It'll be fun. Luke, have a great new year. Enjoy the semifinal games and everything else. We'll talk to you next Friday, okay, buddy? You guys should have a good New Year. Enjoy those two games. See you, pal. Look, <laughs> good New Year. Who's our guy, Luke Pergandy? I watched the Joker the other night. I watched Doncic the other night. I mean, these guys are all in a league where everybody gets space to shoot, in a league where nobody plays defense, in a league that's a slot bucket now as far as competitive desire is concerned, 237 to 140 for totals when they used to be 190. It, it's a joke, but, man, you get to see these guys in all-star game type of action every single night perform. You do. Luca's phenomenal. He is. It's fun to watch. Uh, let's talk Fiesta Bowl, TCU and Michigan, Mike, where the line was you know, near 10 when it opened, and TCU took some money, and I think it's starting to make more sense to maybe look at Michigan here around a touchdown. But Michigan yeah. laying 7.5, total in the game is 58.5. pair of high-powered offenses, both inside the top 12, in the country and overall offensive efficiency. What Michigan done is, has done on the ground without uh, Blake Corm has been incredible. Donovan Edwards has been amazing the last couple of weeks. But uh, what Michigan has that might work in its favor more than anything else is it can pair the, four, it can pair the fourth ranked defense in the country yep. with that top 12 offense. What are you thinking about well, TCU? Well, I love Michigan? TCU. I think people are going to clamor. I think the public's going to love them. But Michigan's a public team, too. I think if I had to bet it, if my life depended on it, I'm taking the Michigan Wolverines. It's a great story with Dugan, the quarterback. Mm. I mean, the kid's whiter than white. He's, he's so white, he's clear with the red hair like me. You know what I mean? It, it just like I'm going, this guy's nobody knew who he was. Yeah, that's why I'm saying, man, did anybody pick TCU at the beginning? And Luke brought up a good point. People follow this team, but I'll tell you what, I love Michigan. I do. Yeah, I think I especially can't forget a what touchdown. They did to I know. The the last couple data points are impressive, Mike. There's no yep. doubt. And uh eight, four, and one against the number this year for Michigan. Yep. Uh TCU really cashed a lot. We talked about it all the time. I mean, I, I faded him a few times and I paid the price. Nine, three, and one against the number right. for the uh, Horn Frog. So interesting game. But how long is that? gonna keep going i mean does the luck keep going their way because they did get lucky of course you make your own luck but they did have some lucky comebacks you yeah. know so i think michigan's uh, a better team right now i do yeah and i haven't always been a believer but they've made me more of a believer with their last couple of performances you know who tcu is the vikings coming mm. from behind always losing 
and then all of a sudden they come from behind. Interesting. Now, is that going to end up happening to Minnesota too in the playoffs, yeah. where they play a team now that's actually out there that can compete with them? You get down, it's a little bit tougher situation. When we come back, we'll look at the Peach Bowl, the Ohio State-Georgia game, and a few other big games, plus some uh, Week 17 NFL action. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeValgo. The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. Happy New Year, everybody. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco. Follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. We do the odds couple for each and every week. Always get us on demand on the ESPN Chicago app. Talking about the semifinal games on Saturday. We uh, broke down Michigan TCU a little bit. Time to look at the Peach Bowl where Georgia, for all intents and purposes, playing a home game down in Atlanta. But Buckeye fans uh, come out in full force. Make no mistake. There will be plenty of red. There will be plenty of scarlet and gray, I guess I should say, and plenty of Buckeye fans. But still feels like a little bit of a home game for Georgia playing uh, in uh, its backyard. Lang, six and a half. 62 is the total. Interesting nugget here. The Buckeyes have not lost back-to-back games in a single season since 2013, folks. 8-0 and straight up in their last eight games in this spot. But, man, Mike, Georgia looks like a bulldozer right now, doesn't it? Yeah, and we're supposed to believe that Ohio State now, you know, their defense is galvanizing. They've had uh, uh, weeks of good practice. Well, so is Georgia, you know. Uh, it's hard to – I won't even probably play this game. I know that Kirby Smart wants to get to 35 points. Uh, he says we get to 35, we're tough to beat. I mm-hmm. think they can get to 35. Uh, once again, I'm going to harken back – to the Ohio State-Michigan game. I saw what Michigan did at Ohio State to that team, and I don't think uh, it's going to change. I think that their quarterback, Bennett, is nothing but a solid winner. Hey, he's, you're right, Mike. 27-3 and is a starting quarterback. Yeah. You realize that? Yeah, and I know, look, we know about Ohio State. We know about the quarterback. He's good, just like, you know, Justin Fields was good and everybody else. But I just cannot, I mean, and then, but, but I will say this about the home field advantage stuff. Athens is what, 75 miles? Give or take. I think that, that sounds about right, Mike, yes. Let me tell you something. I was born and raised in Chicago, all right? Rockford's 75 miles away. <laughs> it's not a if home. I'm playing a game in Rockford, it's not a home field advantage, all right? It, yeah. You know what I'm saying. I think Carmen. the SEC in general has a little bit of a home field thing down there, though. You yeah, know but what Ohio I mean? State does travel they good, do. like you said. Yes, they do. Yep. They got fans everywhere. And they'll I got to take force. Georgia, but I'll probably not do anything. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, a... I, I want to see the Big Ten. In, in, I want to see them win both games. What, yeah. Would that be oh, great? Oh, it'd be great, yeah. Revenge against the SEC. It'd be great. Um, I don't have a play on this game no, either. No. It, it kind of feels like Georgia to me, yeah, but I, I don't know. It kind of feels. It's like I, I kind of feel not betting. Right. <laughs> probably a game I'll stay away from. You're right. Dogs yep. are uh, number one in overall defensive efficiency, number two in line yards. They really haven't rushed the passer all that well this year, but they've gotten better lately, and I think that's because Jalen Carter looks healthier, and he looks really explosive and disruptive, and he can wreck a game all on his own. So, kind of feels like Georgia, but I'm with Mike. No uh, specific play one way or another. Hopefully, it's just a good competitive game, and we are entertained. Which many Saturday. haven't been. Yeah, not really. No. If you want to harken back to the playoffs, and really, they mostly have, most of the games have been slaughters. Yeah. 
Friday afternoon, we got the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Notre oh. Dame about a two, two and a half point favorite against South Carolina. Gamecocks coming off very impressive back to back upset wins over Tennessee and Clemson. Four and one straight up and against the spread in their last five as an underdog. So that's a good trend for South Carolina. They did lose a number of players into the transfer portal. It's kind of a weird game. Um, you know, the Irish are getting Tyler uh, Buckner back, their center, their uh, st- um, quarterback. He hasn't played since September. The Irish aren't going to have their top pass catcher, Michael Mayer, the best tight end in the country, or one of them, as he prepares for the NFL draft. So it's another one of those games where you got some opt-outs and some weird things going on. Um, under a field goal, you know, I, 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 I think I can maybe make the case for Notre Dame. It gets out to where this line opened at like five and a half. Then I think it makes sense maybe to look at South Carolina a little bit, but the pro betters gobbled that up pretty quick when this lined open and they got this thing bet down below the field goal, Mike. Yeah, but like Notre Dame, I mean, there's something else. They're the most public team. I've said that. They're the New York Yankees of, of football. Uh I got to play on this game. Okay. Uh, but, boy, good news for Notre Dame. We're going to have a quarterback coming to town, uh, Hartman. Uh, Sam Hartman, I believe his name I, I, is. I love Sam Hartman. I do, too. We talked about him earlier this year. I saw him play uh, three games. He played two real good. One real, But, I mean, that's a huge thing going into next year. Does that re, uh, give them a little impetus? We'll find out at the end of the show when i got to pick on this. I like it, and uh, I, I can't wait to hear a pick on this, and I'm glad you brought up the Hartman thing because I, Mike and I have talked about it. We're huge fans of his, and, yeah, I, I think it's going to be, you know, at least for next year, that's going to give Notre Dame – Double-digit win. The shot that it needs in the arm at the quarterback position. Yeah, I'm I mean, a big fan of his. I they've agree. never been able, like even with with Brian, you know, uh, they've never been able to get a quarterback. No, a, they a haven't. Quarterback, and this guy's got some lineage. You see where he was. You see how he did. Yeah, that's pretty good. Now he's going to a better program. Orange Bowl on Friday. It's weird to be watching oh, the Orange Bowl, Bowl on Friday. Yeah, Clemson a five and a half point favorite how come against Tennessee. Like that anymore, time. Well, I don't know. Like Lindsey Nelson. The Orange Bowl. The Orange Bowl. How doing, everybody? Lindsey Nelson. <laughs> That's Terry old school. Brennan. That's old school. Everybody's going, oh, all right, here we go. It's another ball game, folks. Welcome. Yeah, that's it. How you doing? I went to Syracuse like everybody else. <laughs> I went to Mizzou <laughs> or Syracuse. Um, a lot of moving parts in this game, too. You know, uh, DJ out, obviously, at Clemson. He transferred. Uh, Tigers are going to go with the freshman, uh, Cade Klubnik, who came in in their last game and played he well. He wasn't bad. No, he wasn't at all. Uh, no hand and hooker for Tennessee because, unfortunately, he got hurt. Jalen Hyatt, their breakout star receiver, opted out of this game. I love game. when you name all these guys that I don't know. Well, Hyatt was pretty awesome this year, man. I tell you, it takes away a huge yeah. playmaker for this Tennessee offense. Um, and Dabo, let's face it, eight and two straight up, Mike, in his last ten bowl games. You know, they usually rise hey, to the look, occasion. I don't know if they cover five and a half, but they normally win these Dabo, games. Uh, he's as good as anybody. Yeah. He gets people up to play. He's a solid guy. I like that he he, he landed at Clemson, stayed there. Yeah. You know, I remember the Phil Ford team that won the national championship. I think it was in 81. That but Clemson right. has yeah. always burned people. It, they burned me forever until recently. So I'm, I'm a big fan of his. I think he rebuilt that program as and, and, and to the point where he competed with mm. Alabama. Yeah. I mean, so that's about as good as it gets. Uh, let's talk about a few NFL games in Week 17. Yes. Um, you know, we go in here with uh, a lot's going to be on the line maybe next weekend more so. You know, you're going to have showdowns in the division where you could be deciding titles uh, like in the AFC South. Um, you could be looking at uh, an interesting scenario if both the Packers and the Lions win this weekend about what they could be playing for next week. 
Dolphins have a big game on the road in New England. Uh, the Patriots laying two and a half at seven and eight. You know, can Belichick get enough out of them right now, Mike, to get that much needed win, get them to 500 and keep their playoff hopes? Up? I had a great, great week last week, but uh, the Dolphins owe me money. That coach, I want to talk to him when he lands at the airport. I was going to take a, a ride uh, playing that kid uh, in the second half. The yeah, that's bad, right, Mike? It was horrible. Yeah. I mean, and they didn't know he had a concussion. My butt. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're marching him out there. He's been dinged up forever. I felt bad. Uh, now he's going to be out indefinitely. We're going to take it day by You're not taking it day by day like you did before. I'll tell you what. The This is the, the time of year. For the most part, Tom, we're college. The college game takes over. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't really get revved up for most of these games because, like you said earlier, a lot of them aren't playing. There are some yeah. some teams that need to win. It was good to see the Chargers get in. I think there's been some good storylines with Wilkes at Carolina. I hope he Very gets good. A, an opportunity. Uh, he came in. I mean, he's made Sam Darnold look decent, for yep. God's sake. Very good. So, uh, you know, we got a lot of different things going on. But at the pro game has been... Uh, it's been rough. I told Randy yesterday, it was funny, I said it to him uh, that you bring that up. Too many games, 17. I, I said to Randy, I'm like, you know what, the last couple of weeks I, I had just ha- I have not been good. No. Um, I, I've given They're away tired. some profit. Yeah, and I, just, and I haven't handicapped them well, and I think they've been no. tough. I've given away some profit. I told Randy, I said, I'm going to tread pretty lightly these next two weeks. You're right. You know, it's been, a, it's been a decent year, and I'm going to, yeah. I gave You've away some profit. Year. I want to hold on to it and. Roll some of it into the playoffs and just sort of play it that way because it's tough right now in the NFL. It is. Uh, You don't know who's playing. I mean, that's what's going on in the NBA. You don't know who's playing, what night, what day. Uh, Load management has just hurt the game completely. So we're seeing that. But, see, I don't mind sitting. If you're going to the playoffs, I mean, it would be hard for me to play somebody that, if he gets hurt, is going to just sink your chances. So I get it. I get it, man, but there's too many games. When we too come, many games. Yeah, when we come back, we're going to get some ponies for the weekend with Jim Miller. Oh, holiday yeah. racing happening over at Hawthorne. And then uh, we'll also give you our best plays. Mike has a five-pack. You don't want to miss that. <laughs> so don't go anywhere, folks. we got more to do. We are coming back. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Yeah, we do it for you every week. Happy New Year, folks. Best plays in just a little bit. But we're entering the home stretch, and we're going to get some ponies with one of the best in the business, the expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse. You follow him on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim. Jim Miller! Jim! Happy New Year! Happy holidays. Happy New Year. How great was it that the aptly named Mr. Kringle was a winning winning racehorse for us last week? So beautiful things going forward. The last week in the Thoroughbreds here before a little bit of a break at Hawthorne, but a a well-deserved break for everybody because we've been going basically for two years straight. So looking forward to it. Pretty amazing. So you guys will hit that little hiatus here for a couple months, but the Thoroughbreds will then return uh, in early March. So this is the last weekend Holiday racing, I mean, certainly weather-wise, uh, much better. I mean, the, the bitter cold last week. So uh, folks can get out for holiday racing all weekend, right, Jimmy? Yeah, and I'll tell you, I mean, it is crazy. Friday, 11 races, Saturday, 11 races to close out the racing season. But everybody's trying to get that last shot in before they take a little bit of a break. ton of full fields, and it usually means a lot of value to close out the year, too. And then right when we turn the calendar, guys, you're going to start seeing those three-year-old prep races right off the bat for the Derby. So 
you already start looking forward to the first Saturday in May, and everything starts up in January, so it will be very busy on the simulcasting end of things before we return for live racing in March. Let's talk about those two months now. You know, I, I had a project. I moved an end table today, and then really I had I have to fill time for the rest of the day. What's a, Is Jim Miller going to be uh, at the track, or is Jim Miller making plans for next year, or are you off for two months? Uh, never off, so that's one of the good things. Okay. Never off, always busy. So it's usually a couple of different things. The first couple of weeks is usually just kind of clean up an organization of all the files, all the races, everything we've done over the course of the last two years when we've just been racing consistently and haven't had the time. And then after that, I basically hit the road. I start going to other racetracks around the country, trying to recruit horses to come back and race at Hawthorne. What's so, your pitch to them? Hmm. You have a couple of good pitches now at Hawthorne. In the past, we didn't have the great pitch because you always had the summer meet at Arlington Park. This year at Hawthorne, we're going to hmm. be starting racing in March and racing all the way through to September. So it's a long, extended turf season, which is one thing that everybody looks forward to. Second, being kind of a centrally located racetrack where you can train day in and day out, you can choose to race at Hawthorne. You can choose to go to some of the other Midwestern racetracks and kind of make Hawthorne your home base. But everybody kind of looks for that place where they can kind of just kind of set up camp for six months and have that place where they can run, call it their home base, save a little bit on expenses too. So that's kind of the pitch that I will be uh, putting out to everybody. Fortunately, I'll get to travel south to do so, so I can yeah. avoid some of that winter weather. Too. Love it, absolutely. All right, what are we uh, doing for the weekend? Are we staying at the hometown track for holiday racing? Coast to coast, guys. We're okay. going all over the place Woo! this weekend. So we're going to start at Gulfstream Park, race number nine on Saturday, bet the seven city man across the board on the turf, then go to Santa Anita, race number eight, bet the two samurai charm across the board, and then we'll close things out at Hawthorne. Race number nine, bet the five Tetsu across the board, and hopefully we can make some money for a great NFL Sunday. I like this. Uh, okay, coast to coast, Gulfstream on Saturday. Race nine, the seven horse across the board. Santa Anita, race eight, the two horse across the board. And then at Hawthorne, race nine, the five horse across the board. Is that right? That's right, boys. Good luck. Let's make some money. Happy New Year, Jimmy. Happy New Year, guys. Good Jimmy. luck. Jimmy! Yeah, Jimmy had a, he had a winner last week too. Unbelievable, man! The oh, kind of year he well, had for great. us, right? Absolutely yeah, with, fantastic. You know what? He wins almost every week, so you know, folks, he's been a uh, he's always a great addition here on the Odds Couple. So great! All right, Mikey, what are we doing now, wagering wise? Let's give out some best plays. I know you got a bunch of them. All right, I got a bunch of them. I got five of them. Now, how many are you going to have? Kyle? I have two. All right, so I'll dig, I'll give two at a time. Okay, it sounds good. I'm going to go with uh, number one, the Indianapolis Colts playing the New York Giants. The New York Giants. I mean, Dable's done a great job. I think that he should get some consideration for Coach of the Year. I mean, nobody had the New York Giants doing what they're doing. That being said, I like Indianapolis uh, plus the six. That's my first pro game. My second pro game is going to be, let's see if I can find it here. Yes, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. The Raiders are getting 10. Mm -hmm. It's chaos. (laughs) But San Francisco with Purdy. You know, I mean, he's been he's done a great job. There's even calls for him for MVP and all this Chris other nonsense. But you know, maybe Rookie of the Year, Mister Relevant. I don't know, but which he was. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders just uh, plus the ten right now. Uh, you know. Uh, Right now, wait, it just dropped to nine and a half. Maybe there's some money going on them. But, uh, boy, I'll tell you what. Uh, the Raiders are in the shambles right now, worse than they were with Gruden, it seems like. 
uh, or they're paying the price for Gruden and Mayock, uh, but yes. I just like them to win by 10. All right, there you go. Uh, I'm going to give out Vikings plus three as my first play, going to Green Bay. I know the Packers still have these postseason aspirations. They've ripped off three in a row, but those three wins were against the Bears, the Rams at home off of a bye, and then as Mike uh, talked about, a concussed Tua in the second half. The Dolphins were looking like they were getting ready to pull away in that they game. They were going to win. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were honestly looking like they were going to pull away, and then uh, the the what's happened with Tua this year is just... Uh, Story of my year in the NFL. I got a guy that's playing good football. And by the way, he's got he's got like three concussions already. Bro. It's sad and it's scary, Mike. And, and running uh, quarterbacks right now, if you're going to invest, I don't care if it's Justin Fields, Baker Mayfield, you name it, it's short sell, I think, a shelf life. Yeah. I really oh, it totally is. I agree. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, Tua just was a shell of himself in that second half. That That's fourth right. quarter was disastrous. So uh, I don't know if I'm totally buying Green Bay yet. And uh, hey, if they win this game by a field goal and keep their playoff hopes alive, so be it. But getting the hook north of three, north of the field goal, I'll take the Vikings plus three and a half. Oh, that's a beautiful pick. I like that one. And uh, I got two more here. Uh, Well, really three more. I might as well throw them out there. And then Carmen's got the last one. Uh, Randy, we're going to have this up right afterwards. We felt, we feel after that this is the best way to do it because I got a game tonight. I like it. Washington against Texas. You know, I never learned, do I? I got to take Texas. You know, I got to take Sarkeesian against a pretty good Washington club, better record than Texas. I'm just looking at this. I can't believe the system gives it to me, but I got to hold my nose and hope everything works. Uh, I got Texas minus three and I also got South Carolina plus three over Notre Dame. Ladies and gentlemen. I I like that. Yep. It's going to happen, folks. Notre Dame. Look, go put your mortgage on Notre Dame. I'll meet you afterwards, and we'll go file for welfare, okay? And last but not least, before Carmen gives his last one, I don't know. My It's like my old bookie used to tell me, who's, who's, uh, who are they playing? I go, well, they're playing. I want Illinois. And he'll go, oh, well, I haven't written them down yet. <laughs> Illinois seems to be an overlooked football team right now. Take them uh, plus the one point. Uh, they are playing. Where the hell are they now? Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Yep. On uh, on Monday. Yeah. Yes. Mississippi State started out with a bigger bigger number, and they're down now to minus one. And I know that they'll be playing with heavy hearts for their coach, but that's uh, that's a tough thing to have happen to those kids. You know uh, what happened to Mike Leach? It's a sad story. I, Illinois defense that's maybe right. wins the day. So yeah, I think that's a solid. Well, they pick. are now 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 Illinois. I heard they have a lot, of, which is surprising with Belima signing that big deal. They have a lot of guys going to the portal. I, all these schools deal with it at this point. You know, you get a hand. There's a thousand guys. I know. It's yep. crazy. Uh, I'm going to give out a play for Monday to a Rose Bowl play, the Penn State-Utah game. I know Penn State hasn't been great in this spot in this game, but um, I think they're due for a win uh, against Utah. I think maybe the wrong team is favored here. Penn State getting two and a half. You could buy three if you like. There are some threes maybe out there if you shop it a little bit. But uh, I like the Nittany Lions. Look, two losses this year. They've come against Michigan. And Ohio State, teams playing in the semifinals. You know, I, I think this is the year they finally go out and uh, play pretty well at the Rose Bowl. And uh, I just think Utah is not nearly as good as we thought they were going to be when the season started. I was a little disappointed with them as the season went on. So I'll back the Nittany Lions getting the two and a half. All right, Carmen. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? He started out as an embryo. An infant with diapers. Now the man buys his best suits at the suitery. Yeah, that's exactly that's right. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. What about Randy? All right, Randy. All right, boys. College, Bama. Bama? And Bama minus six Over and a half. Over K-State. Mm-hmm. Kentucky plus two and a half against Iowa. Give me the Bears plus six, and I'll take Tampa minus three. 
Mariners plus six and Tampa Bay minus the three. Sounds good. Man, man. Randy and I got nine teams. I love it. Let's win some money for everybody. (laughs) Happy New Year. I love it, game. Every, total. Enjoy all the bowl games. Enjoy uh, the new year, Mike. Have a great new year, you and B. And you uh, thank you, as always, to Randy. Thank you to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller. Everybody have a wonderful new year. We'll see you in 2023 next Friday, Mike. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.